The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, and happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. And I just got off the phone right before mass with my own mother, who I know is watching on live stream. I've said it before, they watch the homily and then they go off to their mass in Greenville, North Carolina. So happy Mother's Day, Mom. We continue in this season of joy. The first reading spoke about joy. Those apostles and Acts of the Apostles after Pentecost, which is two weeks away for us, because we're living this memory, it's a living memory, and we are in this season of joy. So the first reading spoke about joy, and the Responsorial Psalm spoke about joy. It's a season of joy. We spent 40 days of Lent, and those 40 days of Lent going all the way back, those, those represented in a way our life here on earth, our journey. We are a, a pilgrim people. We need to keep our eyes on our Lord and follow our Lord, but we journey through Lent to say, what do we have to do to get our hearts ready in that way? For what? For this Easter season. The Easter season, these 50 days. Easter is not just one day, it doesn't just like, that's it, every Sunday is an Easter. But we're living in a particular way with the church in this living memory, a living memory, this season of joy. And so it's 50 days of an Easter season. And what's the Easter season really meant to do for us? And what did it do for the early church? Those first apostles locked up in the room and Jesus appeared to them and they started to figure things out. But then Jesus said, hey, you gotta stick around Jerusalem until I go to the Father and then I'm gonna send you the advocate as he said in the gospel today. What did that mean for them? What was the Easter season pointing them to? It was pointing them and us to where we're going, to the promise God has for us and wants for all people. A gift from God that he holds out and he wanted it and continues to want it for each and every one of us in the whole world, that he stretched out his arms and he was nailed to a cross. To go through the cross to the resurrection that we may have that resurrected life forever in heaven. This Easter season 
points you and me and the whole church to heaven. Some have already arrived. Those we call saints have arrived. We know by their lives, St. Paul, St. Peter, St. Philip that was mentioned in the Acts of the Apostles. But at one moment in time, they walked in that holy land over there in Israel where Father Mike and 30 of our parishioners are on pilgrimage right now. The excitement they have with the pictures they're sending back. This is the synagogue in Capernaum, Father. This is where Jesus read the prophet of Isaiah to the people and was cast out of the town. They may very well be celebrating Sunday Mass in the Holy Sepulchre where Jesus rose from the dead. Imagine if we could be there with him, how awesome that would be to actually walk on the ground where Jesus walked. There's a special guest here right now. There's a special mother with us here right now on Mother's Day. She is here, here. We don't see her, but she's here. And that's the blessed mother. That's your mother and my mother, the mother given through John to all of us, the mother of the church, the queen of heaven. She is here. Father, how can you say that? Well, we pray that prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. If the Lord is with Mary, that means Mary, the mother of God and our mother, is with the Lord. It's not pageantry, it's not a performance. When Deacon Michael picks up the living word of God, the gospel, which is Jesus speaking in a particular way to you and me in the today of our life, and processes over. He's got the word. The word's gonna use his voice, and the word is eternal. And Mary's with him. Yes, it's a piece of bread when I first receive it as the offertory that comes forth from all of you. It is bread in the back. It will be bread on the altar. But when I lift up that consecrated host, because Jesus uses my hands and my vocal cords, I am not worthy of that calling, but because he wanted to be in all places, all times, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it becomes Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. We look upon the Son of the living God with eyes of faith, and Mary is here. Our mother is here. You little ones, preparing for your first Holy Communion. I told you before Mass started, I told you, I said, you know what? Think of the most beautiful churches and cathedrals with all the adornments in the world, all of them. Put them all together. 
in one location, all their worth, all their monetary worth, and not a single one of them or all of them, none of them are greater than your heart. Jesus comes from heaven to earth in the Eucharist, not to dwell in a tabernacle so that he can go to the sick in the hospital or for viaticum, the food for the journey for those who are passing from this life to the next. And it's powerful when you get to carry Jesus and you get to give him to someone who passes right in front of your eyes into the next life. Jesus comes from heaven to earth to dwell in the temples of your hearts where he loves to dwell. You've prepared well, there's no reason to be afraid. You're receiving the same Jesus that Mary, the mother of God, received. You see, it all began with a teenage girl in Nazareth. When the angel Gabriel came to her and she said yes, and the word became flesh and dwelt in her womb and she carried this Jesus for nine months, unseen by the world, born in a stable with utter poverty, 30 years of motherhood, loving him, accompanying him, pouring out the joy of a mother, the love of a mother, the life of a mother, with the help of St. Joseph, the holy family. How important is the family to society? God bless you mothers. Nobody can do what you can do. And there's nothing greater than any human being can ever do than bring life into the world. I thank God every day for my mom and my dad. Life into the world. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mary was there in the beginning and she was there at the foot of the cross and she was there when Jesus ascended into heaven and she was there gathering those apostles before the Holy Spirit came. She was a mother and is a mother. What would her message be on Mother's Day for you and for me? I believe without a shadow of a doubt, it would be her last words in scripture. John chapter two, verse five. Do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Keep my commandments. Love as I loved and I will pour my joy into your heart, my peace. Imitate me, Jesus says. Follow me, Jesus says. Remain in me, Jesus says. I am the way for your life, he says. I am the truth that guides you, he says. I am the life that has breathed life in you, he says. Do whatever he tells you. The apostles did that. 
Philip did that. That's why they were rejoicing in the first reading of the community because just did and said, and that's why we reflect with the church back to the Last Supper because when Jesus rose from the dead and they were all confused and they're like, Peter, you saw him first and we saw him by the water and then the guys on the road to Emmaus, they saw him too and the women saw him in the tomb but he looked like a gardener. What is going on here? We know it was hard for him because what did Peter do before he appeared at the fire on the shoreline? He said, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing, I've had enough of this. I mean, I think he's alive, he's alive. He's like walking through walls. I don't know what we're supposed to do. In our life, we can feel like that. What am I supposed to do when you say, do whatever you tell me? Then, which will happen next week and we'll be with the church, he ascended into heaven and he says, wait in Jerusalem till the paraclete comes, till the advocate comes, till the fire of my love comes, and he will teach you all that I have taught you, and he will send you. He will send you. He will work through you. It wasn't just meant for them. It was meant for us. I got three masses today, and I would love to have a mass for three hours right now. Turn it into a revival. We're in the South. I mean, sometimes you get it, people walk out, Father, mass needs to be done in an hour. You know, the greatest curse to the church, or challenge, I wouldn't say curse, but difficulty, and Mary's probably like, yep, nodding her head, is the parking lot. <laughs> We're driven by a parking lot. And we've been formed that church needs to be in an hour because the parking lot. If you go to Haiti or you go to Africa, Someone walked out of the mass last night and said, Father, you're getting close, but it was an hour and 10 minutes. And I said, Jesus loves you, I love you. <laughs> but I'm not gonna take you on pilgrimage with me to Africa or to Haiti because mass is three hours there. Because it's everything to them. It's encounter with the Son of the living God. It's a presence of our mother who loves us. And it's the Holy Spirit that is poured out upon us so that we can go forth and bring his love, peace, and joy to our world. We come to receive in order to go out and give. That's why we honor you mothers, because you receive and you give life. You're so special, you mothers. And our blessed mother knows you're special, and I'm gonna close with this, because I could go on and on and on and on. We had confirmation, Friday and Saturday. About 150 teenagers, I was impressed with them. But I was really impressed with one whose mother sent an email to Lauren, who runs the program, sent an email to her and said, Lauren, you won't believe it. You see, her son is in ninth grade and he is a highly recruited soccer player. I'm talking, he worked all year long and was going up, and he is up there now in another state at a big showcase with all the MLS people from all over the world checking out the young talent from all over the world. Not like we're hoping for a college scholarship. He's got a certain level of play that's off the charts. Their team was leading Friday morning to go up out of state. 
the parents knew good and well they could have asked me, can our son, he's got this opportunity, he's got a gift, he wants to share it with the world, can he do his confirmation later? They never called me, I didn't even know about it. They asked the young man, he went to his coach, and he said, coach, I'm sorry, but God first, God first, I'll get on a plane Friday night after my confirmation, but that's the most important thing I can do is receive the Holy Spirit. He's giving me my life. He's giving me my ability to play this sport. He's gonna guide me on the playing field and I'll be the best athlete I can be, but God first. Told his mom that. It was like the greatest Mother's Day gift ever for her. She was like, wow! And you know what? He may very well be sitting on the bench this weekend because of that. I hope not. His coach happens to be from Spain who when that question was asked, literally said, wow, my grandmother was Catholic, a believer, but my parents were, and I weren't. See, certain parts of the world start to lose faith. We don't pass it on. It's given to us like those first apostles. It's a gift, we receive it, and we're called to give what we receive. That was heroic on the level of the acts of the apostles in the life of a teenager. If a teenager can do that, what can I do? If a teenager can do that, what can I do? Back to the question or the invitation of Mary on Mother's Day. Do whatever he tells you, amen.